Welcome to the Imposture to Unstoppable podcast, where physicians can learn how to overcome imposter syndrome and create the career of their dreams. Before jumping into today's episode, I'm going to tell you about the amazing opportunity I have to work with me starting on the week of May 3rd. It's my new group program for eight weeks long, and it's designed for physicians who feel full of self-doubt to the point that they're thinking about leaving their career as a physician altogether. The program is for you if you feel like your self-doubt is such a burden that you can't enjoy your job anymore. Maybe you have thoughts about leaving medicine or have tried to Google ways to leave medicine similar to I did a few years ago. The program is designed to take a physician who is feeling like they can't overcome their past failures or other people's opinions of them in order to really enjoy their job. What the program includes is eight weeks of modules that is my proven process that has worked for me and my clients to take you from being full of self-doubt to our humble confidence. That's with eight weekly lessons, eight hours of coaching opportunities, and a personalized plan for you that you need in order to become the most confident version of yourself. If you are feeling stuck in your lack of your lack of self-confidence and you have no idea how to get confident again, you just can't seem to believe that you deserve the role of a physician that you have, but you really don't want to leave medicine if you can avoid it. I've made this program for you. So you can find out more information about the program, about all the details, the frequently asked questions, the dates of the coaching calls throughout the whole program at kristenyatesdo.com forward slash group. I know that you can feel like a confident physician, even if you're wondering Is this really possible for me? The answer that I have for you was 100% yes. I know it's possible for you. I have the confidence that you need until you're ready to have it for yourself. Let's jump into today's episode. Dr. Marion McCrary is an internal medicine physician in North Carolina. She is also the well-being champion for the North Carolina chapter of the American College of Physicians. She is passionate about physician wellness. She is a certified integrative health and wellness coach, and you can find her at www.marion-wellness.com. Enjoy. Marion, thanks for being here. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me. So how have you dealt with imposter syndrome in your personal and professional life? Exactly. (laughs) It's a good question. I, um, in thinking about this conversation we were going to have today, um, I really thought back in a couple ways, uh, finding the places that I felt it. Mm -hmm. And I initially think it came up for me in residency. And then, um, I didn't know what it was then. I think we, I may not have had a name for it, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's come up for me more recently, also in some personal and professional things that I'm doing. And so really it, it keeps coming back and you keep having to kind of adjust your thoughts with it and think about it. But um, thinking back to residency, so I um, did well. I, you know, was top in my high school class, um, did well in college, med school, kind of moving through, got, you know, it's match week when we're recording this. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure when it'll come out. 
Um, I got my first choice of where I wanted to go do residency and was just plowing along. Mm -hmm. And um, early in second year, they asked the the newly minted second years who just finished internship, you know, they, they figure out who they want to be the chief residents. So I was honored to be selected or asked to be one of the chief residents for our class. And, you know, it was pretty early on. I did not think that you know, I thought the chief residents were like the best residents. I didn't, um, you know, know how they chose them. And uh, I thought, well, gosh, you know, something's not right. I'm not the best resident. Maybe they just think I'm nice and agreeable and I'm organized. And, but it was something that I wanted to do. I was interested in it. And so, so I did it. And I think there were a couple of things that came up during that year. So that, that chief residency year is a weird time for your brain. So you've just finished, you are an attending, but in actuality, you're really like a PGY4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're paid that way, your parking spots that way, um, but, but you have to you know, be in charge for part of the time. So it's, it's confusing for some people. And, and that feeling of being an imposter, like I wasn't the person they thought I was going to be in this role, or I didn't think I was going to be in this role really came up in a couple scenarios. And the one that really played out for me was this thing we called morning report. So it was um, one of the upper level residents would bring a case to it. All of the folks would come. We'd have the uh, some attendings who came every time. We had our former Dean who was an internist, our program director. So there were just all sorts of people there. And our role as chiefs was to, you know, make sure there's somebody to present and then be the person writing on the board. Um, But it always came up, you know, you know, it was our roles to kind of add in the thing that nobody else thought about or to to bring up that rare uh, situation that was named after somebody. And I always felt like, you know, I don't know enough. I, I don't know everything and being kind of on that display in front of all the residents who I you know, had so much respect for and wanted to show up as knowing what I was doing and for the folks that were fellow attendings with me, but really were the people that I was learning from. And so I had a, luckily had a co-chief resident who loved to do that. So I'm like, I'll make all the schedules if you do all that. And I kind of um, did it and gritted my teeth, but I really was nervous about it. And so that's where I feel like it came up that I was thinking that I had to know everything for the residents to have respect for me, to feel like they, they trusted me for my fellow um, attendings. And, and, and it really was something that just came more and more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed teaching patients. I enjoyed uh, working with them, giving them information, but it was just harder for me to feel like I was where I needed to be to teach other residents, which sounds kind of silly because we do that with junior as a junior resident, senior resident for anybody that's below us. But when it kind of came down to it and, and I was the one, it was hard for me. And I think ultimately when I was making that decision, because I do primary care at halfway through that chief year, it was kind of like, okay, what's my next job? What am I going to do? And I had choices of private practice versus trying to stay in an academic setting. And I really think that that feeling like I just didn't know enough to be an academic, to be 
someone who is teaching all the time to be able to pull up that journal with all the findings it had in that one article mm-hmm. and just throw it out there. Um, I think ultimately um, helped me make a decision to go into private practice. And over the years in that practice, I would have the opportunity to have students come in And I always felt more comfortable with the first year med students who didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. So anything I was teaching them was, was something new. Um, But I never, um, never felt comfortable having the residents come in because I just, I thought, you know what, maybe they'll figure out that I don't know everything and they think I'm supposed to. Um, So that was, that in, in looking back was what I would call an imposter syndrome, an imposter phenomenon. Again, I didn't have a name for it then, Mm -hmm. but, um, but it's something I think that could be present for a lot of folks. I know you've talked about in, in one of your previous podcasts, I've, I've heard it many places that transition time Mm -hmm. is really uh, where this shows up for a lot of folks. You're, you're being seen as something different than you were a day before. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it can be hard. Yeah, for sure. I think that the theme that I really want to dive into a little bit more with you is this, you know, I don't, since I don't know everything that it's not enough. And I think for physicians, this comes up a lot because I think many of us have this assumption that there is some physician out there that knows everything even though that's impossible, like it, no one can know everything. And we do this to ourselves so often where if we can't know everything, that means we're not good enough. Instead of we in ignoring all of the things that we do know and all of the years of experience that we have, and not only from like a knowledge textbook type of way, but like as a life experience. Yeah. Way. And I think that we forget that aspect of it. Like not only have I like survived residency and I can provide you with knowledge regarding my specialty, but also like I've lived my life and I've cultivated these habits and I'm thriving in medicine. And I think it's, it's the recognition that both of those are equally as important and it's not really about knowing everything but that's such a hard, you have to, you have to uh, make the decision to switch that because it doesn't in, in medicine, it doesn't come naturally. And it's it really is exactly like you said, if you don't know it all, it's not enough. Yeah. It's a total mind and thought, uh, thought shift or mm-hmm. mindset shift. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That you, you have to be the one who knows everything. And I, I, you know, it's interesting because I don't, feel like as a generalist that I'm supposed to know everything. And so I have that comfort level with patients saying, you know, I, this is what I know. This is where I know I need an assistance of someone who's has this, you know, more expertise in that. I don't have a problem doing that. It's it maybe because I see them as folks who are coming to me Mm -hmm. and that I do know more than them. Um, but that I, you know, if a resident comes up and asks me a question, I'm like, Ooh, you know, it just feels different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's something over time that I'm improving on. Um, and so it was something I felt safe to talk about. It's not, you know, it's not always there now, but it has taken some of that, um, switch in how I think about it and, um, coaching and, and just kind of reiterating, like you said, that I don't have to know everything to be a good doctor, to be a good um, attending, um, to teach people. 
And I think that, you know, I kind of wrote down on a piece of paper to say to you as I, you know, now I feel like um, you always have something to teach. Mm -hmm. And so that's another thing that I'm trying to say to myself, you know, beyond you don't have to know everything. And, uh, and that's been really helpful. Yeah. I love that mantra because I think it helps, it helps those of us who feel really like tunnel, like tunnel vision into our career as a physician that it, it expands that and real, and you, it makes you, it brings that awareness that you're more than just a doctor and maybe you don't know the latest research or the most, or every journal article that came out the last year, but you do know like how to manage having kids in residency or balancing work and family. So there's always something that we can offer beyond just a reference. Yeah. And actually kind of being a mentor to those Mm -hmm. individuals or just, as you said, kind of discussing life experience and uh, giving them a different perspective than what they're seeing right now can Mm -hmm. be so helpful. And um, again, it doesn't have to be the latest guideline. Yeah. And I, this came up, this came up recently. I'm, I'm doing um, a lecture series for the American Medical Women, Women's Associations for the med student division. Yeah. And it's come up a lot among the students. Like already they feel that burden of, I don't know everything. It feels like so much. It's all a focus. And you remember how medical school was. It's all about the knowledge. And you forget for years that you're like living a life and it's not just about that, but it's, we're conditioned through years of training and education that it really is about the textbook knowledge and who's the smartest and who's the most renowned, you know, scientist or surgeon or whatever. And we do, I think we've over the years, we do ourselves a disservice when we ignore the rest of it. And then there's no one out there talking about all the other stuff in life. And I think, thank goodness that's changing. And there are physicians out there talking about be more than just being the smartest because the smartest physician doesn't necessarily mean the best physician. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of that going back to you. Do you want the doctor as the best bedside manner? Do you want the doctor who's the best surgeon? And, you know, it's different for different scenarios and, Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, as I have grown in my career is that it's just as important to create that relationship with patients or to create that relationship with your student and get to know them and, and have them, you know, know you beyond the medicine you prescribe and you know them beyond kind of their person who takes X, Y, Z. And, and that brings so much more to that relationship for, for both of the parties that are involved. And I can see that kind of with mentorship and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, helping people have perspective when you're going through school, like you said, it's, it's all that, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you're like, it's going to be better when I'm done, which is not always the case and, you know, different situations. And so trying to help people know that there's other parts of their life other than learning every single fact I agree is, is so important and it um, just helps them be well-rounded. as a person and as a physician going forward in their career. Absolutely. So what, when did you make, or when did you add in your coaching that you do as a part of your career? Yeah, I have actually been doing that for about two and a half years now. And I found coaching at a time when I was, um, at a conference, a preventative medicine conference, they were talking about how, how it was used. It was for patients. And I had been in some situations where I've had 
uh, folks come in and say, you know, I'm just overwhelmed. I've got all this stuff going on. I can't exercise. I can't do all these things. And I wanted to help them. And I wanted to be like, okay, here's the answer. I've got it. Do this, do that. And as we all know, you know, people don't always respond to you telling them what to do. And so I was like, there's got to be a different way. And when I started to hear about coaching and how you're really listening to the person, helping them figure out what they need, it's not a, it kind of ties back to that, that thing that we were just talking about. It's like, I don't have to know everything. I just need to be able to help them know themselves better and to get to where they want to be. And so that was really nice for me. I, I didn't have to have the answer. I just had to be, you know, the guide. And so as I started learning about that to help patients, I realized that, you know, the concepts were great for me, for my own wellness. And I was doing, starting to do some work with physician wellness and um, the ACP, which is for the large society for internists. And I was like, I can so use all of this for physician mm-hmm. wellness. And it's really based on, you know, changing your mindset about how you see yourself, your thoughts. And as I started to realize that I'm going to, I can self-coach myself on this and Mm -hmm. also continue to be coached by other people, that that's really what helped me get to some of these thoughts is, you know, if I'm, I'm a coach and I'm trying to put out some content to help people with wellness, stuff that I've learned that I want to share. You know, if I put that on Facebook and I get one like, you know, it's like, oh, it's defeated. But if I really come to it of thinking, you know, I'm just sharing what I know and it's going out there and what, whatever, you know, however, whoever takes that, it may be one person, but I'm helping that person. Mm-hmm. And so that, that mind shift is mind, sorry, mindset shift. I get my words together. It really kind of helped me come to that mantra I was talking about is you've always got something to teach. Mm-hmm. You know, there may be somebody who doesn't need to hear it today, but they'll hear it tomorrow. And so for me, that made it much easier to put myself out there and, and let people, you know, in on what I had learned. And I think um, that's really helped me just feel more comfortable as a coach, helped me feel more comfortable as a physician and taken away some of those thoughts that, you know, I don't belong here in certain spaces. Yeah, I agree. I mean, coaching is such a powerful tool and I love what you just said about, you know, the power of self-coaching and really it, it's you can use it the same way with that level of curiosity and and you can be your own guide as well as guide patients or clients mm-hmm. and with the recognition that we really do know the answers we have all our own answers ourselves and i think it's you know the ability to have that trust in yourself and then just be curious and almost like you know separate the your mind from what you're what the ego is saying and, and, and just listening. So I think that coaching um, provides an invaluable resource for that as well. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. I'd love to like to share it with all the world if we could. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. So where can people find you? I'm sure that there are, will be many of li- many listeners eager to learn more about you. Where's the best place to find you? Yeah, thank you. And I'd love to interact with anyone that uh, would like to talk more. So uh, I have a website. It's www.marion. That's M-A-R-I-O-N dash wellness.com. And that um, is my coaching website. Got a lot of good information on there and you can um, email me there if you'd like. And then I also post on Instagram and Facebook at Marion McCreary Wellness. 
So there's a lot of fun content on there and uh, talk about coaching, talk about wellness and just anything in general that um, hopefully can help people find what they need and they can learn from it. Excellent, Mary. And thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a great night. Thank you. You too.